missing right now, and I'm not the type of guy to take things for granted, but dude, I am missing $5 Tuesdays at the movie theaters right now, man. It's, it's, it's killing me, man. I'll tell you, man, it's quarantine with that. I think that's the only thing that I'm missing right now the most. It's There is no better feeling than scheming for a cheap movie ticket. Here, here's my thing. Why go to a movie on Thursday, Friday night and spend $18, wait a couple of days, go on Tuesday for $5, and then you got 5 10 15 three more trips equivalent to one movie purchase. Hey, hey G, should I educate this guy right now? Educate Should I edu- educate him? Hey, Corinne, so there are these services like AMC A-List Plus, some Regal, whatever <laughs> they got. I'm telling you, 25 bucks a month. You can get to see up to three movies a week, all month. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing AMC $20 movies on Friday, getting $5 rewards here and there. I can see movies Thursday, Friday, Saturday, any day, anytime I want. I'm not going to see three movies a week. I'm not crazy. No, I'm not saying you're going to see three movies a week. I'm just saying that you're no. spending $5 and then you save $15 and now you got the next three three movie trips for each Tuesday to go. I'm just, all I'm saying is, man, I'm, I'm, I'm missing it because that was a weekly thing that I was doing every Tuesday before all this crap started. I had my ritual going. I would go. Have, typically, there was seats that were empty half of the time where I would just sit by myself, go watch a movie, bam, get ready for work the next day. You know, it's like, damn, I just had a full weekend and within a day. I don't know, man. It's, it's something, I agree. It's something that you look forward to, especially after, like, you know, when I go back to work on Mondays, I feel kind of groggy. Uh, it's just you get it. You're trying to get back in rhythm. Then Corinne texts me out of the blue Monday night. Yo, you want to go see a movie tomorrow? Or he texts me Tuesday morning. And I'm like, yes, let's go watch. What is it? Hustlers. No, no, this is what happened. This is what happened. So I put G on the five dollar Tuesdays. There's a movie theater right by us. I was like, yo, G, you got to come with me. We're gonna go watch a movie for five dollars. Like, All right, bet. So then, like a few weeks later. We both went to see Hustlers, but we didn't go together. We saw we saw each other in the parking lot after the movie was finished. I was going to my car. He was going to his car. And we were like, yo, what movie did you just watch? And he's like, Hustlers? And I was like, I want to I went with another friend. He went with his sisters, but we were too embarrassed to ask each other to go see Hustlers on a Tuesday. Yeah, but it was a good movie, though, so I'm glad we went. But anyway. My, my question is, which one of you guys had the lotion in your hand? Guys? <laughs> hey, when Jayla was on that screen, I stood up and I just opened my wall. I had nothing in there, but I was ready to throw whatever I can. So. This is amazing. Hey, one thing I found out during quarantine is that I am addicted to tortilla chips. Gerardo, I know you're, you're Latino, like Mexican culture. I'm in, bro. Like, hey, call El Chapo. I'm 100% in. I am addicted to tortilla what, chips. I, Every single week I go out, I buy, I buy, you know, the family size bag. Say I buy it on, 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 on Monday. Honestly, it's done by Wednesday. It's done. Like, like I, I put every salsa. I'll throw eggs on it. I'll throw cheese. I don't care. I love this stuff. It's, you throw it's eggs. Like, you throw eggs on your yeah, bro. I'm crazy like yeah. that, man. I love it. That's a, that's how that's how much I love it. Hard-boiled eggs. Corinne, that's called chilaquiles, man. You put che- you put uh, uh, tortilla chips at the bottom or tortilla chips at the yeah. bottom. You put uh, beans at the top. Then you put eggs, like scrambled eggs. Then you put like the green eggs. or red salsa. Man, fire! It is nice. one of the best. Uh, Mexican like breakfast uh, meals you can have. 
with with tortillas. Funny thing is, didn't know it was called that. So you know, <laughs> 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 Avery out here thinking he invented something. Dude, I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> Avery, let me ask you. Let me ask delicious. Avery. What uh, tortilla chips are you using? Because if you're not using these tortilla chips, I'm going to put you on something new. That's a great question. It's in a brown paper bag. That's the only thing I know. And there's a lot of like I's and L's in the name. You That's probably the only thing have Milagro. Or, probably. Yeah. Yep. But um, check out donkey chips. Donkey chips, they're a, donkey uh, about chips. a dollar or two cheaper. Um, at Caputo's or Jewelry, they're usually like two for five, two for six. But they are just more crispy and they just feel fresh. Trust me, once you try donkey chips, we'll be like, all right, if I can save a couple more bucks per, per bags, and it looks like you're eating a lot of bags of uh, tortilla <laughs> chips. Um, you'll, it just has a, a slightly different taste, but it, it's crispy and it's salty, and you're not going to regret it. Trust me. I bet. I'll check it out, my man. Donkey chips it is. Fran, what's up, brother? All right, man, I'm jumping on the food bandwagon as well. Um, so I'm baking everything. You know, me and Joe, me and my girlfriend, we are baking bread, we are baking cookies, and it it feels like the 1800s here, because I'm not buying <laughs> stuff anymore. I, I'm, I bought a 25-pound bag of flour, because that's how much we're baking stuff. So, I don't know. It just, I don't know. There's some something really satisfying about it, and I don't know. I, why, I is, like, why is everybody's go-to right now is to bake banana bread during this quarantine? Are you oh, one of those people that have done no, that? No, 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 no. Not banana bread, though. No, we're baking so real, baking like it? real bread, like you know, like not Olive Garden bread, but like you know, they yeah, serve you yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, the sourdough, like right. Texas, like Texas Roadhouse bread or whatever. What if they serve you at a fancy restaurant, like a like a fancy loaf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. No, you know what the type of bread it is. You know how in you watch Aladdin the cartoon? Yes. Like yes. really hungry, and then he yes. breaks the bread and gives it to the kid. That's the type of bread I'm making, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> of banana bread. So I've noticed that too, but it's been a lot of white people that's done that. So, and, you know, me being married to a, a white female, I've ate a lot of banana bread over this quarantine. <laughs> so you mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just like a thing they do. I didn't mean to expose you like that, but I'm just saying. The, the only reason we are making banana bread is because we buy too many bananas and right before they spoil, we're like, well, shit, what do we, what do we use uh, these bananas for? Wait, hold on. So are you admitting that you're part of the banana I, bread wagon as well? Yes, only because uh, Marta uh, cooks a lot and she's a great cook. And this banana, I mean, we don't make banana, we don't look forward to making banana bread, but it's just a byproduct of how much groceries we bought lately. So it's just like, well, we got like six bananas left. What do we do with them? We can't, I can't eat them. I don't, I don't really like uh, using banana. Well, I use bananas on my cereal and I guess I just eat banana bread now too. But it's, uh, it's, unfortunately, I, I guess I've, uh, I've uh, been uh, jumping on this up and we can do it. No, I you, you, you have a purpose. Like you're using the bananas because like, okay, we got six of them. They went rat. They went rotten. Okay, I get it. My girl stops me from eating bananas because I have to save them for banana bread. That doesn't make sense to me. That, that's what I'm over. That doesn't make sense. Why do I buy bananas just to not use them? Like, so that's, so that's, that's a little key difference. <laughs> I mean, we got the appetizer set. We, we, we just gave a whole damn menu tonight, guys. We got G with the tortilla chips. We got Fran serving bread at appetizer. We got Avery for dessert. And I'm over here What'd serving popcorn on $5 Tuesday. So <laughs> uh, we're carbo so loading. Let's get right into it, fellas. So I want to, right off the bat, just say this right now. 
Uh, we are not a sports-only podcast. We're not going to be talking about sports. Uh, I promise you to our listeners that there's going to be a lot more different content and variety moving forward. We'll be talking about a whole bunch of things. However, that being said, we have to jump right back into sports tonight because our boy Michael Jordan made a reappearance back in our lives this past weekend with the Last Dance documentary that just released on ESPN. The first two episodes we were blessed with. It was my first time turning ESPN on in over a month. I was like, damn, what, what channel is ESPN? I forgot. It felt weird, but it felt great just to see basketball again, just to see Michael Jordan, the 90s Bulls, um, being reminded about everything of how great they were. Fran got another jersey behind him. He got this shout-out, Scotty Pippen. What is that, the All-Star Scotty Pippen jersey? Oh, yeah. He's wearing a Bulls jersey. So let's get right into it, man. What do we think overall? I got my thoughts, but I want to hear what you guys think. So, Z- Gee, what would you think? Zach Levine said – I could watch all 10 episodes right now, and I couldn't agree with him anymore, man. I wish ESPN did a Netflix type of drop where they just released the whole 10 series documentary. Because once I sat down on my couch, man, I could not get off of it. I, I was just I was just glued on to the first episode, man. I, I forgot. I, I, I keep, you know, this whole MJ, who's the best basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan, man. That guy was a, a superstar. Larry Bird said it best, man. It wasn't Michael Jordan. It was God dressed up as Michael Jordan. Guys, and, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it brought me back, you know, not only back to when I was, a, uh, how I became a fan of the Bulls, but it brought back childhood memories, man, of the 90s growing up with all the retro style clothes, uh, yeah. all the music that was uh, happening, uh, going on around that time. And it just, it, it made me feel good inside, you know? It was it was definitely just a nice refresher. I, I will say, man, I'm happy that they are releasing it every week for five weeks just because there's something to look forward to. I feel like if we went on a binge, you know, for the first 10 episodes, I was like, damn, now what? Now what am I going to do kind of a thing? No, that's true. Definitely. It's like Tiger King. Like, hey, we watched Tiger King. We talked about it for two days and that was it. Yeah. 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 At least this keeps the buzz alive. We, you know, like us, we're talking about it, giving our thoughts kind of a thing. But I feel it too, G. Like, I, I mean, obviously, if I had the choice to watch all of it, I would. But there's just nothing else to do right now. But to your point, G, like, it, it, did, it did remind us about how great Michael Jordan is. And I think that was kind of one of my main takeaways is how, dude, I, I, like, just after watching that, how can you debate that he's the GOAT right now? You know, like, I see Avery a little winking at me a little bit, but I think he's ready. He's like a bull coming out. <laughs> no, so it, it, was, it was interesting because um, I didn't start watching basketball probably till like, 98, 99, right when Jordan retired, which is why I'm a Kobe fan, you know, Lakers were on TV growing up and that's what I just watched. So I didn't get to, I didn't know what was going on in 97. I didn't know all of this Michael Jordan history. Um, So it's cool to hear that and to see it from his point of view, Scotty's point of view, Phil's point of view. Um, I loved it. It was, it was, at first I was a little nervous because I wanted it to be great. And I was like, this is what, I've been waiting for this. You know, they released the first trailer well, two years ago, and we've been sitting there like building up for it. I wanted it to be great. And in the beginning, they were talking about like that their last dance, the 97, 98 year. And at first I was a little disappointed because I I, I thought that was the only year they were gonna cover when I wanted to know so much more. And then when they did the first flashback to him as a Tar Heel hitting that shot, and then you see the flashback to his rookie year, and I'm like, no, they're covering everything. They're covering every single year of Jordan in the perfect way possible. I loved it. It it was two hours. I couldn't. I I I sat in front of my TV. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I sat there 
Um, my wife was talking to me, don't know what she said. Uh, dog was barking <laughs> at me, didn't care. Literally, I was just like, this is what I need to watch for these two hours. It was everything that I wanted it to be. And I'm so geeked up for episode three and four because now we get the curveball of Dennis Rodman. That like I, I saw the one trailer of them talking about Rodman doing a have to go on a Vegas vacation for 48 yeah. hours during the season because yeah. he's he's that crazy. He needs to get out. Uh, so I can't wait. I'm very excited for, for episode three and four. So those, for those that don't know how it's kind of shaped up for the, uh, the, um, the documentary. So uh, it's called the last dance because Phil Jackson said that was their team's memo in 97, 98. Hey guys, like this is going to be our last time being together. We're going to call it the last dance. So that's why the documentary is called the last dance. And the documentary starts off right away with MJ after he wins his fifth championship, he's in the presser conference and he's, he's answering questions about next year and about how the team may not even be together and about how it may be the last rodeo. And MJ saying that if Phil's not coaching, I'm not playing kind of a thing. And, you know, I just thought it was real weird. Just right off the bat, MJ had to answer all those questions after his fifth championship and like let the man celebrate. But then like, there's always that great cloud above that team. And then we learned about more about, the Bulls management and who and who those guys were and kind of like how it was just lingering that the end was coming. But then it's also sad just to see that that end did, it did end that way. And who, and who knows how much more they could have won had they kept the team. And we don't need to go deep dive because we all saw it, but initially you're just like, man, what if like they just were together a lot longer if their management could have figured it out. So Fran, what, what's, yeah. what's your thought with Pippen, man? You got the pick. Um, I mean, I'm just, pay, hashtag pay Scotty. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, actually speaking on that, how they had to, how Michael had was had to ask or answer all those questions after he just won the championship, and you know, it, you know, if they're if he's coming back or you know if he said he'll only play for Phil Jackson. All right, so it made me think about, um, you know, if that happened today, like. In the player power, in the player empowerment, LeBron James era, it's just crazy to think about how you have the most famous person on your team, and the owner Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, is willing to let him go. That's just crazy. let him walk. Hey, like he said, he wants to. He said, "Hey, I want the chance for other teams to take it off me," but no, they actually just sided with management and said, Hey, uh, you know, Jerry Krause, do your thing. And it's just crazy to me how like we evolved so far from there. And now we have players just like saying, Hey, get, get him out of here. And it's done on a whim, but you have the greatest player of all time, the most famous player of all time, begging, pleading with the public. Hey, saying I'm going to retire if this guy's not my coach and ownership taking, uh, you know, siding with the general manager. And I just thought that was such a crazy point yeah. to see how like time has changed. So, you know, there's no saying the biggest tree falls the hardest. And I, I, I equate that to the Bulls being the biggest tree, one of the best dynasties out there. And they fell not because they were beat or because that tree, quote unquote, died. They fell because the Jerry's were at the bottom cutting that tree down. You know, we've seen dynasties such as the Patriots, they go on, they're still at, they're at the top, they win, and then they, they lose to someone. It wasn't like all of a sudden they were at the top and then everyone retired 
coach, they fired the coach, traded these players. So it was interesting to see that both Jerry's, it, it was almost like they were sabot- they were sabotaging themselves because they wanted to have the credit. And you can hear that when you heard Ryan sort of talk. It was like, okay, you you want to be the guy. And then when you start the little midget talk, um, um Kraus, it was like, okay, yeah, you you want to take the credit for this. And I and I understand that that it's like I you put the team together. You you drafted Scotty, you got Dennis here, you know, you you put the pieces together, but like Jordan said, hey, players win championships, you know? Yeah. Avery, what was that quote that you dropped? Try to light us with, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's the biggest tree falls the hardest. That's what it is. And, I, think, I think you just made some stuff up there. hundred ten percent. I feel like I went to channel my uh, like inner uh, inner uh, Shannon Sharp. I was like, ooh, what's a good quote there? Like, that's that that's that banana bread talking, man. That's all that sugar. <laughs> so, Fred, to your point though, and I agree with you know how did Jordan not have that much power within the organization? Um. How did this man not have the power to, you know, you know, get Scotty Pippen some extra money here? This dude is a second, second, second horse on our team. He does everything for us. The reason I say that, man, LeBron James, when he was in Cleveland a few years ago, got everybody a contract on that team. He got everybody paid. He got Tristan Thompson paid. How did Jordan not have the power to get Scotty Pippen paid? I get he signed a contract. And I know, we, you know, one of the, the bombshells that they dropped in the second episode, the Pippen episode, was that Scottie Pippen signed a seven-year, 18, 18 million yes. deal, right? And with Scottie Pippen's skill set, you're like, how the, hell did he, how the hell did that happen? And you're like, Scottie Pippen's an idiot. Well, no, he had – I mean, imagine being broke your whole life growing up, and then you had to disable family members that you had to take care of, right? Of course, and then he said, too, I wanted to lock it down. Nothing's guaranteed for my future. So I get where he was coming from. It's so much easier to say now as viewers, right, and looking back, like, damn, like, I feel bad. But, of course, there is some saltiness in it because you're like, man, he was a workhorse, and how did that guy not get paid? But then I'm thinking, too, like, here goes Jordan saying, Scotty Pippen, that was, that was selfish for Scotty Pippen to not come back and get the surgery done for him to be back for the next season because Scotty wanted to hold out. Meanwhile, Jordan's here making $33 million, and he's saying that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's easy for Jordan to say. But at the same time, I was like, it, it boggled me that he did not have the authority or the power just to say, you know, get this man some bread. Well, so so the reason you think like that is because you're used to this day and age basketball. You're used to LeBron saying, like, all right, Tristan Thompson, you you can pay this man. You know, why? Because I'm LeBron. You have to remember, and I and I did research um, uh, looking into like the the '90s Bulls. Every single year, Michael wanted to draft a player or trade a player. Try to get Tar Heel players coming out. He wanted to. He saw players that he they wanted. He wanted to be on his team that he think would fit. And every chance that the Bulls organization had, they went in the opposite direction. They traded away Michael's. One of Michael's very good friends in Charles Oakley, early in his career, basically telling Jordan, I don't care what you think. I don't care about your boys. We're in control. So I don't know if Jordan didn't try about to help Scotty out. And, and, and by this time, 97, Jordan's been with the team for, you know, 13-ish years, plus or minus a, a year or two here with retirement, you know. He might have been like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you know, even if I try to help you, they're they're not going to do anything. Just looking at the past uh, of of drafting players trying to build our team and them taking steps purposefully in the opposite direction to not benefit Michael to to please Michael. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't you know I didn't think about that too because well, we, we are used to well to, to their credit. 
I mean, technically the Bulls have been proven, the Bulls management have been proven right. And Michael is a terrible basketball executive right now. And all his, all his picks and everything that's been going on with the Hornets have not been the greatest. That is true. And you can't, and you can't be mad at the management, right? But at the end of the day, they did bring all those players in there. They did formulate everything, right? They had a equation that worked and won six championships. So at the, that's why I go back and forth, man. Damn documentary kind of a thing, right? It was just so enlightening. Kind of what G was saying, right? Or like, it's like, yeah, we had sports again and seeing the Bulls. I just, I hope that even the generation younger than us, right? Because we were in that age where, when Jordan was playing, we were still like, what, like in our, like less than 10 years old, still kind of a deal. Right. So we remember it, but we don't remember it. Like fairy tales, fairy tales. Yeah. But so like now the younger generation where they like LeBron is the athletic basketball got to them. Right. I hope they can see how great Mike MJ was. The bulls were in just that dynasty. And, and, and to that point, how different basketball was. Right, like we just saw how physical it was, and I just hope that the younger players coming up, um, just different viewers can just see, man, like it really was a different game back then, and things were really things have shifted now. And I hope they get that they can see what that mentality was back then. I saw on Twitter somebody post uh, that the hardwood floors were worse than your grandma's attic. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that picture and they like zoomed in and it was like the floor was literally cut off yeah. <laughs> this is the Celtics you know the, the, the Celtics court and it's just yeah. it's insane but I, I like what you said about fairy tales because you know they, when they were talking about Jordan him getting injured that year and like trying so hard to play I didn't know that was the build up to him dropping 63 against the Celtics you know him being injured being on a minute restriction, then it's like, okay, you made it to the, you barely made it to, to the playoffs. And now you got to play Bird, who at the time had the best team in the NBA with four, you know, four future Hall of Famers. Um, and he just gave them the business. And that's something that, like I said, I'm a, I'm a 30 year old. I watched Jordan when he was, when like right towards the end, right when I was, I was starting to watch basketball. I didn't remember that story. I didn't, I, I heard my dad talk about it, but it was like, okay, this is watching it live, watching put those moves on those guys. And people were just saying like, coach, there's nothing I can do. You know, <laughs> he had all time defensive players guarding Jordan. It's like, there's nothing I can do. He was that great that I hope the players now watching, they get to connect with Michael Jordan and be like, okay, he's not the space jam Jordan from a movie that I watch on, on, on YouTube or on TNT when it's on. No, this guy's for real. He's a real person and he is the goat. One question about the injury. Do you think if Michael Jordan had a player of, you know, a generational talent, him as an owner right now, and that player got injured similar to Michael Jordan, like there'd be a 10% chance of him not recovering from the injury, but he really wanted to play. Do you think, what do you think current Michael Jordan lets that player do? Ooh, as an executive? As an executive. I don't think he lets him play. <laughs> I, think, I think Jordan tells him, uh, uh, you don't play. And then that guy says exactly what Jordan says. Well, okay, I might not be playing in a Bulls jersey, but guess what? I'm playing down the street, you know? I'm playing with the Tar Heels, you know? You're not going to stop me from actually playing basketball, so might as well put me on your court, you know? I'll benefit the team. I could see that if, if it was a generational player like Michael Jordan was, the way he was that good, honestly, it's whatever they say goes. Yeah. What's that Harvey Dent quote from uh, 
the Dark Knight. It's uh, it's I know like what you're yeah, what you yeah. like if you don't die, die like yeah, the hero. If you don't yeah. die, the hero, you live long to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Would you equate that to Mike? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, yeah, it's what we're it's what we're predicting what he would do now, right? Yeah. You know, he wants he wants to die on his shield, but and then you know when he grows up and becomes the executive, he's like, hey, calm down. My, my thing is, how did how did Jerry Krause get that job? Uh, that watching this documentary, I have so many questions. Number one, he was a scout for the White Sox um, um, when Ryan Stewart bought the team, and then Krause ended up getting the job. That was the first question mark of like, okay, what? So I get. Yeah, what were you saying, Fran? I would just say, I, I mean, since Reinsdorf already owns the Sox as well, I, I guess he's just, you know, they, you know, Reinsdorf likes to keep it within the family. You know, he likes to, those are his guys. Like, he's a very loyal guy, like, to a fault. I mean, we just saw with uh, the, this past management, like, he'll just have his guys and they'll run amok. I, also watching it, like they were so mean to Kraus. Like the the, the short, dude. The, the funniest one, the funniest one. Where MJ, he was like, he's like, is that your short pills or your diet pills? And then another one, he was like, uh, we, you can join us for the layup lines. We'll lower the rims for you, dude. I was dying, and that's the thing where, while I was most excited for this documentary, is to see the footage that has been locked up for 20 years where we can go behind the scenes and how and see how they acted in the locker room, see how Jordan's mindset was, see all the stuff that they talked as a team. And when he said that and how they just roasted him, I'm like, oh, man, that is gold right there. I mean, we never knew that. We never knew, like, what they would say to him. And we found out that Scottie Pippen, like, literally berated the dude on the team bus, right, because he wasn't getting paid. This dude was literally just a punching bag on the team, like a little midget punching bag or a, a kicking bag where people were kicking. So now Michael's Hall of Fame speech makes sense because he had a dig at Jerry Krause during his Hall of Fame. He was like, "Hey, Jerry Krause is here. I didn't invite him." It was like I didn't, I didn't understand that. Now I'm like, "Oh, Michael hated this guy. Why is he at my Hall of Fame speech?" Like, dude, get out. Yeah. When did uh, yeah. when did Space Jam come out? Do you guys remember that? Was it 96. 96. 96 saying, or, was his name Mr. Weckerhammer or the, the Monstars owner? Was, yeah, was he looks guy. just like him, right? He's like super short. He looks like him. Chubby, yeah. oh. I mean, do you guys, I'd be, I would love if it comes out and Michael says, yeah, that's that's what I base the character off of. I would love that. I would have I, it makes sense. That'd be hilarious. But I, I'm just, I just hope they show more behind the scenes. I want to see this footage because I don't know if you guys know the story, but apparently Michael had this footage locked up for 20 years. Right. And he, the producer, um, that Michael, that MJ met up with, there was the same producer that I believe that produced uh, coach Carter, the basketball movie. And he produced the Iverson documentary and MJ loved that documentary so much. He was like, yo, like, make me a documentary like that Iverson one that you did. And they made a deal. And I guess it was around the same time where LeBron won the Cleveland championship and they had the parade. So a lot of people were speculating that, you know, MJ dropped it to remind people that, Hey, there's, there's one sheriff in town and it's me. I'm the go, you know, coincidence, coincidence, if it's yes or no, we don't know, but I just hope there's more footage moving forward. Um, I like what they're doing too. The way they're laying it out is that they're going, per player per episode kind of a deal. I didn't know that it was going to be like that. Like in the first episode, we got the history, right? 
We got the flashback to with, with him being a kid, how he came up with his family, kind of things that we knew about. So I was like, oh, man, I hope it's just not all about this stuff that we already know and stuff we could see on YouTube. But then we saw footage that, you know, we had never seen. I, dude, I, when I saw the footage of them in Paris and like you can tell like it was filmed in the 90s because it's not like fully HD, you know, yeah. how it is now. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And the format for them to keep on moving forward player by player. And like what Avery was saying next week, we saw the highlights. It's going to be for Rodman. I think, hope they have a cool coach episode. That'll be really cool. So to that point, G man, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, that's why I don't want to binge it all in one night, man. I want that. Like I want to itch for it. It'd be like, yo, give me something, man. I'm so forward looking. I'm, I'm so, you know, you can't even speak. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to this third episode that I decided to, Dye oh. my hair uh, oh, uh, my blonde <laughs> to get ready for Dennis Rodman. Yo, I this love dude. Dennis Rodman, dude. Look at this. Look at this. Hey. Well, the <laughs> listeners can't look at this. But I'm going to describe this for everybody. G just dyed his hair old egg yolk yellow <laughs> for Dennis Robin next week. Yo, my dude, what, you look like a Mexican bad bunny, man. What, what are you doing? Hey, he's, uh, he's Senor Super Saiyan. Hey, Senor Super Saiyan. I'm supposed to go blonde, but my hair is so dark, it's uh, actually like yellow right now. It's a carrot top. But don't worry, by, 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 the, by the time the next episode airs, I'm going to be looking like the Mexican bad bunny J Balvin that Dennis Rodman in the Mexican form, it's gonna be looking fly, dude. Trust me. But dude, I'm looking forward to this episode, man. I think Everybody I think growing up, you know, everyone talked about Jordan, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, but Dennis Rodman was one of those guys that kind of just really stood out to me because he just did not give a fuck about what people thought about him, and he did whatever he wanted, you know. Um, that kind of just resonated in my in me because kind of resonated with your hair, man. You just do whatever you want to do with your hair. We're gonna have to post on our social media so people can see what your hair is looking like. No, right now. I, we can't I because my my mother is very is a very Catholic, uh, conservative woman, and if she sees this, this is her death sentence. And I love my mother so much. I want her here for a couple more years. So, oh, she gonna smack the thing out of you, man. I know your mom too. She gonna smack you so hard. <laughs> She's gonna smack it so it goes black again. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Fran, what are you what are you looking forward to uh, next, man? Like overall, like what what do you want to see? What are you hoping for? Uh I want to see how much of an ass MJ was. Yeah, you know that's. I mean, you you know you get to see the real him, you know. And then everyone everyone says everyone has stories of like how MJ was an ass and like how like how ruthless he was and how he was just gonna step on your neck. And then, uh, I, I mean, I just want, I want to see like the degree, like people say, you know, like Kobe did like an impression of Mike of how like he wants to like, you know, win at all costs type of attitude. But yeah, I, you know, I want to see like firsthand as an adult, you know, not the, I want to be like Mike, not the, not the Disney, not, the Gatorade, the, not the Gatorade Mike, not the Warner Brothers Space Jam Mike, just the ruthless, ruthless killer Mike. mentality. Yeah. No, yeah. I step you. on your neck, Mike. Yeah, and I hope that's what I, to my point, man. I hope they just have all that footage. I hope they like practice. I hope it, I'll be really disappointed, man. You can't blue balls us with this whole Michael Jordan thing coming out, and they can't show us anything, and then we got nothing back, and we're back to quarantine life. So, cross my fingers, we see that. But I'm excited. I want to see the Michael Jordan like untold stories of 
him being at the casino till 2 a.m. and then dropping 55 the next day. I want to see if they touch on that because I, I there's whispers of stories out there about that. And if that's true to me, that's going to make Jordan look so much better in my eyes because I know after I'm hungover, I can barely get out of my bed. Oh, to watch him, but if, he, if he's hungover and goes at a game and drops 55, like, dude, this is this is Jesus on, on the basketball court. Like, this is like, literally like what Larry it is. Bird said. Exactly. You know. I can't do shit anymore when I'm hungover, man. Like, and this dude, this dude's dropping buckets like nothing. We even saw they can they kind of gave a sneak peek of it where this dude went golfing with uh, Danny Ainge. You guys remember that in the yeah, episode? This dude went golfing yeah. the day the the whatever the game the day before the game. He's like, I got something for you, man. And then he drops like what sixty on him, yeah. like sixty three. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I recently. Uh, started playing golf by recently, I mean, last summer. And that made me admire and love MJ more because when I play 18 holes, dude, I am dead for the rest of the day. This guy was playing 36 holes a day, then going out and playing basketball or playing 36 holes, and then the next day going out and playing basketball. Like, to be able to do that nowadays, I don't think any NBA player can go out and play two rounds of golf and then the next day go and play a basketball game. Like, there, yeah. no one else compares to the greatness that is Michael Jordan. Let's break at half here. Um, so, like I said, we always want to kind of. God damn, G took his head off again, and the egg yolk is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we gotta show people this here. So, G, you have real thin hair, man. So it kind of slicks back, like you are like a like a Latino pop star right now, man. Man, I am. The sexiest man alive right now with this new flow. This man ate a couple of tortilla chips and he's all that now. <laughs> so like I said earlier on the first episode, how we want to do is kind of just share about our friendships, right? When we break at halftime, kind of talk about us. So uh, who wants to take the stage and tell the story? All right. This week, I'm going to take this. I'm going to tell the story and uh, I'm going to tell it about G, you know, since... I believe it's his birthday today. Yes, sir. Big three zero. Big three zero. Big three zero. So I'm gonna tell a story about his birthday last year. Wait, wait, which one? Uh, which one? You know, you know he he threw a, he threw a great birthday party at his house, uh, at his you know at his apartment. So, you know, I think around like eight o'clock, he's like, "All right, yeah, it's good weather." He's like, "Hey guys, like you know, some people are watching." You know, TV inside. Let's bring a TV outside and let's play some video games. Like, oh, okay. So, so you know, we, he sets up a TV outside, you know, on, on his deck. So we start to play 2K, you know, and G, you know, he's, he's playing he's playing 2K decently now. So he, he got it up. <laughs> and so he's playing with one of our other friends, right? You know, our other friend doesn't have a PlayStation. You know, he, he's good, but like, you know, you just expect G to walk all over him. So, you know, it's kind of going that way. But then little by little, our, our, he's, our friend's coming back, coming back and talking that smack to G, talking that smack to G. And you just see, you just see his blood boiling. And it's, and it's, fourth, it's fourth quarter, like two minutes left. And then now G's losing now. And he's like getting down by five, down, down by six, down by seven. And then all of a sudden, G stands up. He's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Unplugs the PlayStation. <laughs> and storms out and goes back inside. Damn, and, I, and that's, and you know, and I just brought that up because we were talking about the MJ competitiveness. 
And that's G competitive right there. I, he, he, he's so competitive when it comes to video games. I hate so losing. Wait, so I, so I you, you, you guys brought the TV outside. You guys were playing 2K. All of a sudden, the dude was coming out. You didn't, you didn't even finish the game, and then you just nah, turned it off? I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I ain't going to lose on my birthday. So I yanked that cord. I, I thought I broke my PS4. I yanked it so hard. I'm like, nope. We're going back inside, man. We're going inside. <laughs> I just, it's hey, just the competitive nature of me. I, I, I hate losing. Uh, well, there ain't no competitive nature. That's being a sore loser. No, what are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Because it wasn't even like he was, he was taking advantage of me. He put something in my drink. I was a little bit more tipsy than what I should have been. Um, and it just, it wasn't, I was supposed to win on my birthday, not lose. So I just said, you know what? We're done here. I feel you, man. Well, you definitely won on this year's birthday with that hair style. So. <laughs> you're undefeated but that actually leads us to the next topic that we want to talk about um and it's gaming about (laughs) let's talk about our nerd side so what kind of games are you guys playing right now on any kind of console uh to to let the people know what games are out there what's really fun kind of just to pass time um a matter of fact i'm gonna kick this off and i you know you know i gotta kick this off because the only game that what g what yo to everyone that's listening out there Corinne is not a gamer. Krim is just a game. Take out the R, dude. He only plays one. Krim, finish it. Finish it off. Finish I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. <laughs> the game that I play is Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody still plays Fortnite. Avery looking at me like you know what Fortnite is, so let me explain it to you. Never, I know you've heard of it, dog. If you've heard of, If you eat banana bread, you definitely play you definitely love Fortnite. So Fortnite, have you, have you seen Hunger Games, right? So Hunger, so Hunger Games in the movie, they're all dropped in an island. They're all in an island, and it's last man. They kill each other. Last man standing wins. Same thing about Fortnite. You're on a bus. You drop an island. Hundred players, all random. You can either go by yourself or with the team. And you land on an island, and you pick up weapons and make forts and shit. And you and last man standing wins. Bro, that game is so addicting, man. Like I still play it almost every day on a regular occasion. I know these guys always tell me to play games and. I'm like, dude, I, I, I bought the Call of Duty game. I bought Spider-Man, which I know Avery and Fran finished, and I still haven't finished it. G finished it too. And great storyline, by the way, in that game. That Spider-Man game is legit, and my ass still has not finished it. I bought both the recent Call of Duty games. I haven't beat those games yet because I still revert back to Fortnite. The thing with Fortnite for me, though, is it's more of a social thing for me as well. Because I only play if I'm playing with multiple people. Because it's like us right now. We're just talking. We're having fun. You know? Like on a Friday night, I'll play. And I'm like, damn, I'm really I'm really this old right now playing games. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm really this old right now. Run, not running up a bar tab right now. This is for free. So I'll continue to keep on playing and have fun. So there's there's definitely a way in, way off. I don't know. But all, I know all I know is that there's a, that there's a 13-year-old kid trapped in a 29-year-old body but i will say i i i I respect your logic in it because that's the reason i play video games so you know i play video games uh um online to socialize meet up with my friends you know right now especially right now during the quarantine we don't get a chance to go out to go to the bars to go to parties or anything so uh you know i i work nine to five after i'm done if i just want to de-stress and relax i'll hop online talk to some friends, catch up to see what they're doing, and then I'll just I'll just stop. You know, it's kind of like a way to just de-stress to get your mind off of, you know, your hectic day. And for yeah. me, the game that I'm playing right now is uh, the new Call of Duty game, and I love that game. <laughs> uh, same thing same thing with, like, Fortnite, the new Call of Duty game. 
Um, their Battle Royale mode, that's the style of uh, game that I play, is called uh, Warzone. Same thing uh, with Korean with Fortnite. I think it's 100 players drop in yeah, the in yeah. the map. Uh, with, uh, I mean, I only played twice, so I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with Warzone, it's 150 players. You can do single or solos. You can do trios, and then you can do squads. Um, I love playing yeah. with squads. Even if I get matched up with random people, just, um, you know, talk, socialize. Hey, you know, uh, we got to do this. We got to do that. You got to have some good chemistry. And then, you know, you, you get – it's such a great feeling when you – I mean, I don't know, Karen, have you have you won some Battle Royale matches? Because I played with you a couple times, it, bro. It, it, it seems pretty intense, and I've heard it's pretty longer too, right? Like the game from start to finish, if you're surviving, right? For it's what? pretty long. For Warzone? For, yeah, for Warzone, for yeah, Call so of Duty. Yeah, so for Warzone, it's it's really interesting, and I really like how these games, um, you know, they're really competitive. You know, everyone, you know, Fortnite does their own thing, and then there's another game called Apex Legends, which is a Battle Royale-style game. They did their own thing, but sometimes what happens is, like, Apex Legends came out with a new, like, pinging system, right? So Fortnite copied off of that. Warzone build off of that before they they release this new thing so i really do like how like all these uh gaming um or creators or companies or whatever kind of piggyback off of the other content that they have and make their game better you know but yeah. to, to your comment earlier for warzone um it it is a little bit longer but the circle closes a little bit quicker but the fact that once you're done you're not done your friends can either buy you back or you go into this thing called the gulag where you do a 1v1 match, and it's pretty fun because you kind of, you know, if you win, you, you get kind of pumped, and you come back, and you, you know, rejoin your squad, and then you can hopefully, you know, finish off the game and get, you know, first place. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing right now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, if you if you get eliminated, you have a chance to do a one-on-one -on -one battle, and if you win that battle, you come back into the game. Otherwise, if you lose, you're out, right? That's yeah. a pretty cool concept. Fortnite doesn't do that. So I will I will admit a couple of things here, man. So my new my new friends that I have in Fortnite are definitely younger than me, man. <laughs> like how, how, younger? how old did you say? Oh no, how young? Corinne, can you buy us beer? <laughs> I don't know if I want to admit this, man, man. Oh, then don't, then don't, they're about one's like nineteen, you know, you know, my mm. homies one's nineteen and another maybe guy. a little bit maybe a little bit younger, but yo, if they're good and they're winning and you know, they're gonna boost my stats up, so let's get it, man. Let's ride. Yeah. I actually started streaming one time. I started streaming recently and uh, I was streaming while they were playing with me and the kid the dude goes up to the kid, the kid do whatever he is. He's like, Yo, that's you? You got a full beard? What the heck? I was like, damn. I was like, damn, what's my life right now? Another thing too, man. I never felt so embarrassed gaming. Like the this was actually recent, man. So I'm living with my family right now during this quarantine, and uh, we're all together. And I come downstairs to game, right? And I'm playing the game, and I hate admitting this. My mom comes down, and she was pissed because my dog peed upstairs, and I didn't let him out in time. And she's like, "Turn the game off. What are you doing? Get up and do." And I'm like, "We're I'm in the middle of the squad right now. Like, you know, you don't interrupt gamers, man. If we're about to win, we're about to win." <laughs> And I'm like, here in my head, I was like, man, I'm this old ass dude right now getting yelled at my mom to turn off the game. And like, I had to mute the game. I had to mute, I had to unplug my mic as she was yelling at me because I couldn't let my teammates hear. Mind you, a couple of them are younger than me. And, uh, and then I plugged it back in. I was like, all right, all right, guys, behind you, behind you. I plugged it back out and she's like, no. And then like, she duked me, man. She, she like yelled at me and then she left. And then I plugged it back. I was like, yo, my bad, man. Like, my bad. Don't worry about that. And then she she, did, she never left. She came back. <laughs> She's like, what did I say? Turn that off right now. I was like, yo, I'm getting yelled at by my mom for playing a video game. I'm damn near 30 years old. So then I, admit, I plugged it back in. 
And then I was like, uh, I was like, this is literally what I said. I was like, I'm lagging, guys. I'm lagging. I'm lagging. I'm lagging. And I turned it off. <laughs> I, I couldn't admit that. I couldn't admit that I was really going on. So no way. Oh man. Pros and cons are coming with game right now, man. But <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know. So Avery, what game are you playing, man? Yeah, right now, you know, um, there's two th- two games I'm playing right now. I got the Nintendo Switch. I've had the Switch for um, uh, for a minute now, so I'm been looking at uh, um, Super Smash Brothers. So I'm reliving like you know N64 days on the Switch. So I've been playing Super Smash. I've been I've been all in. Um, it, it I like it because it just it takes me back to the N64 days when I was eight years old playing Super Smash. And it was just really cool. It, it gives me that same vibe. It's easy. That's my thing with with Fortnite and Call of Duty. I find those games so hard. Like, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I wear glasses. I can't see anybody. I don't know who to shoot. That's like Call of Duty. I played it multiple times, never gotten a kill. Super Smash Brothers, okay, Yoshi, got to beat my man up real quick. Like, done deal. Like, it's just, it's easier for me. It's simple. So that that's my one. And the second one, like you said, uh, the Spider-Man on PS4, I've uh, been playing that a lot. I like that just because it's 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 free world kind of you to swing around. It's fun. You, can, you swing around, you get to beat up bad guys. You're a superhero. Like, what's, what's not to like about that? Um, so those, those are my top two that I'm playing right now. Um, Corinne, what's are people still playing Fortnite like they were two two and a half years ago? Like is it still that me, vibe? Me or the people? Me or the people? People like when when you go online, and you start playing. Is it tough yeah. to find people to match up with? Um, yeah, no, the hype is still there. People are still playing the game, man. They're, like what would G what G was saying earlier is like these games are just keep on evolving and finding ways to uh, get, keep the people engaged and involved. And this game does a real great job doing that um, because it, there's really no storyline in this game. It's just, you literally drop and you just play. But what they do is they, how they entice, you know, I can't keep, I, I hate saying kids, but how they entice <laughs> the kids. Cause children, children. They, <laughs> they drop um, different perks, different themes, different musics, different like uh, aesthetics that you can buy and attracts people. But then they also have like celebrities that endorse the game. They had, they do like literally live concerts in the game. Like they had Marshmallow do a live concert in the game. So you can go in the game and watch uh, Marshmallow, who's actually on live. Like he's, he's broadcasting within the game. And like nobody at, during that time could kill each other. They're all like, everybody's neutral. And you're watching a live performance within a video game, which was really cool. Never seen that before. Another one they did, um, they released like a, a part of the Star Wars trailer for the very first time within the game. So everybody went to an area where they released a theater and you could watch. And the actors were actually speaking live, broadcasting to everybody that was in the game. Um, and now what they recently just announced is that Travis Scott is going to be involved in the game. And actually real soon, he's going to do a live performance as well, as well, I think. So that's the type of things that they do um, to keep losers like me involved i'm like oh travis scott concert for free <laughs> sign me up i just got pressed the button let's do it Corey, so let Corey. me ask you something um if, for a game oh. that's free that, that's free how much money have you spent playing this game oh you know <laughs> we, we gotta talk about this offline man <laughs> i did i did i did buy the batman skin for 20 bucks no, Batman you get two skins. skins. You get the comic book Batman, and then you get the Christian Bale 
Batman suit, dog. And then you get the gliders that come with it. You get the little animation, man. Here's my thing. This is where they also get you. The game is free. So they get guys like me where they're like, oh, I didn't spend any money for this game. Ah, 20 bucks. That's nothing. Let me buy it. Click. So what about that? Later. <laughs> yeah. How, are, you, are you triple digits yet? Triple digits money-wise? Yeah. Oh, no. You know, no. <laughs> that... He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> oh, you guys can see his face I will right say, now. I'm just waiting for them to drop um, an Iron Man costume. I'm waiting for them to drop. If they if they keep on getting Marvel superheroes and Marvel characters, they're they're I'm about to go broke. So I will get triple digits. But honestly, I'm not. So <laughs> that you don't sound too confident right now. <laughs> I have to check the history. Maybe, Fran, what are you playing though? Uh, well, right now I've been trying to beat all the games that I have, all the single player games I haven't beaten yet so i just beat the new star wars game uh uh, i think it's called jedi fallen order uh and that that was a pretty good game so but i want to talk about final fantasy 7 remake all right guys haven't played it this game is awesome uh yeah like it's i don't know it's just like a single player like you know rpg game and it's I don't know. It just it just got a hold of me right now. Why is the game I mean, awesome, man? The story Why is, is crazy. It's a really I'm telling you, the story is really crazy. It's like I mean I mean, you know what I, you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm in the mood for like really high melodramatic anime type shit right now. And <laughs> and like it has has love triangles that that um I don't know. I feel like it's it's like a really it's like a futuristic soap opera. I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm, they suckered me in with, they, they suckered me in with a soap opera, basically. So it's like in a futuristic city, awesome backdrop. It looks like, it looks like really pretty. Um, the music is all crazy orchestral stuff. So like, I'm just vibing, just hanging out and just in the towns, just listening to the music. Um, and like I said, so the story, you know, it, it's going on. I know nothing about this game. This is like a remake from a game from like 97, which kind of ties with the Bulls. So this, yeah, this is a remake from 97. So I know nothing about it. I just knew like it was one of like the first PlayStation games. All my cousins played it. I never played it because I was just too young and I didn't have the PlayStation growing up. So when I got it this time, I was playing. I was like, why? I was, I was wanted to check it out. Like, why do people like revere this game so much? So, you know, over the past. 25 years i'm playing it and it's just so it's just so fun like the characters are great like everyone has like a cool story everyone like feels like like they're a part of me like i'm invested i'm invested in all these characters i'm invested in the city i'm at i want to like save these people it got me going everywhere I have to choose between one love interest and the other love interest. Thank you, Frank. I don't You're know taking this do. game thing way too serious, my dude. This is getting real weird now. <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> like, so there's like cho- there's like there's like choices I have to make, right? And I get like choice anxiety. Like, oh. so is it a game like, where like, you no. Is it a game where you choose like your path? Like it's, it's is it kind of like Zelda where it's like a storyline and you're the character and then you go to one person and he leads oh. to another and you gotta yeah. And, okay. Kind, yeah, kind of. I mean, I mean, the story is very linear, but like the side side things happen. Like, will I? Oh, this is embarrassing. Will I end up with this girl, or will I end up with this girl, or will I have a scene with this girl <laughs> or this guy? And 
you know, I kind of j- sometimes I sometimes I peek a little bit, like, hey, what what, what would give me the best uh, best cut scene right now? Okay. And uh, I just feel like I'm too I'm a little too invested in this game, guys. Shit, it sounds like it, my man. Like you, yeah, are, like, you are about to make make out with your character in the game or something. Man. Basically, honestly, uh, this sounds like one of those like sex games where it's like, okay, click on this girl. Now you're in the shower. <laughs> hey, but hey, but but you know, there's you know, the, I mean, the the combat system is pretty good. It just keeps you wanting to fight people like and monsters all over again. Like, the character design is pretty awesome. Like, right, I'll probably never play, but I, I no, you'll maybe. you'll definitely never play. It, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to play it now after your explanation, there, man. Bro, <laughs> do, I, do my pants need to be on while I'm playing? That's yeah, my like, question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, optional, optional. <laughs> but also, yeah, like the same as Avery. I'm on my Switch. I'm playing Smash Brothers. I'm waiting for him to get online so he can. He can come, you know what they say. If you come at the king, you best not miss. Oh, so bro, you don't want this smoke, bro. You don't want this smoke. Come on. Oh, G, you playing it too? You on Smash too? Yeah, I just picked it up. I uh, picked up the Switch uh, like a week or two ago. And one of the first games I got was Super Smash. I'm not very good at those games, but I'm very competitive, which means I'll get better and probably be the best player here. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just, that's just me. Uh, Current, you mentioned that you uh, are uh, streaming now. Are you still streaming? And if you are, where uh, where can our uh, listeners uh, check you out? Oh, okay, yeah, you know, you know, your boy, your boy just started streaming here. You know, I got about nine followers. We we coming up. <laughs> all, uh, children. all children, all children. <laughs> My nineteen year old partner, you know, one baby, fourteen, but I, I didn't want to drop down there. But uh, it's Masala Mamba, uh, Masala Mamba. You know, that's what we do. So okay. um, all one word, all one word. Um, it's a fun way to just to interact again and just to have fun and just be goofy. So I'm going to, where can they find you, man? Find me on Twitch, man. Find me on Twitch. Masala Mamba. I even got an IG going Masala Mamba underscore, you know, follow your boy. Got some funny clips and a full warning that I am not a professional gamer. So it's more so out of uh, just having fun with it. So, well, I I also have a Twitch account. You might get me to uh, reactivate it and start streaming again. Um, unfortunately I don't play Fortnite, so we might not ever collaborate. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I might, you know what, I might get, I might get inspired, but what's your Twitch? Yeah. So if you want to check me out, um, I am not a professional gamer either, but I am uh, above average. Um, my Twitch handle is, uh, push a G so like push a T, but the G is G E. So check me out on, uh, on Twitch and that's the same, uh, uh, username I have on PS4. So if you're ever on PS4, or you want uh, want to play Call of Duty, or I I think I play Just Dance as well too. <laughs> uh, check me out on there. You know I I I have to stay active during this quarantine. So what better way than dancing in front of a TV and having a guy teach you how to dance with Jay Balvin and and Bad Bunny, right? So man, that's why you dabbed your hair. Now your hair is all ready to go. So yes, you're sir. ready, yeah. man. All right, y'all. So bad. It's been pretty fun tonight. Uh, Talked about the Bulls. Talked about a little about gaming, about MJ. Um, should have talked about NBA Jam playing as MJ <laughs> during gaming. That was always a throwback too, but that could be another conversation. So um, looking forward to the next documentary, episodes three and four on Sunday. You now have my Twitch and G's Twitch. Fran and Avery don't have one because they ain't real gamers like your boys. But uh, it's been real. Appreciate y'all listening. and We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.